Hello and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I am your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alin. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the first three episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Netflix movie Midnight Sky, and the video game Outriders. So just as a reminder, there will be spoilers that we will be discussing during the show today, so please be aware of that. And last but not least, we want to remind everyone that we are not entertainment professionals. <laughs> three, pe- three Speech excuse me, started as a way to spend time together during the pandemic, um, because Alina and I have not seen each other for well over a year. Yes. Um, and this was sort of our little pet project. And, and because of that, it is very likely that we will and already have make mistakes. So with that in mind, um, we'd like to start with... With our little three today and our little three is going to start with some corrections and updates um alin do you want to go first or do you want me to go first on this one i'll, I'll do it i i made a few mistakes last week and I, i'm calling it corrections or clarifications sure um, let's go with for, that i'm doing that um i love her very much but viola davis only has one oscar i said that she <laughs> has i said that she has two she is currently nominated for an What's Oscar for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is available on Netflix. And she's been nominated uh, four times. So she's shattering glass ceilings all over the place. But unfortunately, she does only have one Oscar. Sorry, Viola. Well, maybe you're just predicting the future. It's true. I, I loved her on How to Get Away with Murder. She was amazing. She won an Emmy for that. She also has a Tony. And she has an Oscar, so she's one award away from being a part of the EGOT club. You know, I was actually just going to ask you, isn't there like a special name for a person who has like an Oscar, a Tony, and what is it, a Grammy or is it an a, Emmy? It's a Grammy. So it's um, so you have to have the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. Oh, so it's all four of them. It's all four. And I believe this could be next week's Correction Corner. <laughs> there are less than 20 people that have achieved this. I know most recently, um, John Legend is Mm. in the group. I believe Lin-Manuel Miranda. I was just gonna say that. I bet you it's Mr. Hamilton. Yes, Mr. Hamilton has uh, been inducted into that club. So I feel like Viola needs to just write her autobiography and then record it as an audio book and there's her Grammy right there, so. Or she can join. It seems like a way to get around it, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to cheese the system a little bit. (laughs) It's true. Or she could appear in a song. She can do it. Why not? That was I that was my one. They Um, make cats. So anything can happen. I have not watched cats. Did you watch cats? No. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I I cannot bring myself to watch it. I know it's bad and I do enjoy hate watching movies. (laughs) But thing we should hate watch we should hate watch it because you know it's going to be horrible horrible i mean i don't know uh, i don't have it in front of me right now but i'm pretty sure the rotten tomatoes on that is like a single digit um yeah all right well okay so 
Viola Davis, we're sorry if you're listening. Mm-hmm. She's not, but no. you know, <laughs> I'm um, pretending. It's okay. Um, I often pretend that Henry Cavill is listening. So, oh. um, moving on with corrections. Uh, so here's my correction, and, and I have an update as well. Let's do the update because it's fast. Okay. Um, last week I had mentioned Warrior Nun, and I wasn't. Sh- I had said I thought that it had been renewed for season two, but I wasn't sure. I double checked that it is renewed for season two, Ooh. and in fact they are already working on it from what I could tell, and it was delayed by the pandemic, like everything else, including our lives. But it's true. Um, but yeah, that that is coming. And the article that I read actually said that the the guy who was, you know, sort of like working on it, the director, he had plans for like a season three and beyond. So I always like it when people have this idea in their head of how long a show is going to go. And then they, they say, OK, I want to do three seasons or five seasons because I've got this like plan for it and then it's mm-hmm. going to end. Um, I, I don't like it when shows sort of end too soon, but I also don't like it when they overstay their welcome by 15 years. So... I, I agree. I be I'm throwing it way back uh, to Lost on ABC. Oh my gosh! I don't feel like they sketched anything out beyond a season. No, they were not ready. They ended up running for many seasons, and it was a catastrophe. All I remember was all those articles that were like, they're not in purgatory. They're not. We swear they're not in purgatory. And then the end was they're in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Like you know. <laughs> But no, I agree with you. I like it when you see that there's going to be um, X, Y, Z. We're going to do this. Uh, um, I'm not sure. This was a show that you and I had both watched. Russian Doll is coming oh, back yeah. mm-hmm. for one Love season. That show. They're doing one season because that's what they pictured the show being. Two seasons, get their story across and get out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that show was amazing. It Go really watch that was. if you haven't. It's so Oof, good. So good. It's it's definitely not family friendly, but it's very good. No. And it's one of those shows that you really have to pay attention. You really, really you it's not something you can have your phone in on your lap playing with it. It's this show is that deep, it's that intense, but it's so, so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So my correction that I have is actually on the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I have been informed by a loving family member that this is not a reboot. It is indeed a sequel. What? Right? (laughs) So, and um, apparently that did get announced a while back. And that because it's a sequel, that's why you see so many of the same actors in the same roles. But the actors that seem to be playing um, people from the first movie are actually not. So Will Smith's character from the first movie is, is actually not in the second movie. And Idris Elba is playing a different character. So um, and I think this is interesting because if they had titled it differently, exactly. I, I, I probably wouldn't have made this mistake or I would have done a little bit more research. You know, if they had called it like Suicide Squad 2, keep on squatting, like I probably <laughs> would have but, um, but no, it's the same name. So or does one have a the one has a the and the one. other doesn't. <laughs> well, it's a sequel. Um, and that I did not know. So not a reboot, a sequel. I apologize. Okay. I have a, a dog barking and he's gone. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Puppies so, happen. Yes. But yeah. Um, yeah. That, I wanted to make sure I got that out there because uh, I had no idea that that was actually a sequel. Not, I, th- I just thought because of the title, you know, it had to have been a reboot. But yeah. I was of the same uh, mind frame 
only because it appeared as though, you know, Idris Elba was replacing Will Smith. Um, in the original that came out a few years ago, there was what? There was like an alligator type character and it looked like there's just a shark character in this one. We're just, you know, replacing. We're, just, we're moving through our prehistoric animals here. Exactly. So I was, I, I had no idea why. Um, sorry, someone's ringing my doorbell. You want to go grab it? I'll keep going. Um, let me double check because I have a ring. So okay. let's see. All right. This. While you're checking, I'm going to move on to our next item on the list, which is we've we're actually for our rest of our little three, we are going to talk about two trailers that were released. Um, one was a full trailer and the other one is sort of like a a preview. I don't know what they call it, but uh, it's not really a full trailer. But we're going to we're going to start with um, a new Netflix trailer, which is called um, Jupiter's Legacy. And uh, Jupiter's Legacy sort of came out of nowhere. And I, I don't think this is a movie. I think it's actually a show. I'm not sure how many episodes there are in it. I'm kind of hoping that IMDb will tell me, but uh, maybe not. Looks like through three, four, five, five episodes that I can see confirmed. Um, could be more. But um, this trailer kind of I had no idea they were making this 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 show, first of all. The production values look really high. It's got a huge cast, which I want Alin to talk about here in a minute. Um, and it's this sort of like superhero kind of show that um, sort of reminds me maybe a little bit of The Boys, if you are familiar with The Boys on Amazon. Um, it's not a happy superhero show. It's the implication... How you doing, Alin? I'm I'm back. I don't know what they're they're barking at. I didn't see anyone. Um, oh, they're just so. barking. They're just barking. Welcome For the to yeah, because they they know that I cannot like yell at them at this point. It feels like they're really testing me. <laughs> so that's that's enough, guys. I mean, if it was um, but no. So what are what are we talking about? The Jupiter's Legacy, um, that it's this sort of like a sort of dark superhero kind of looking thing, sort of like the boys, but without the humor, just straight up darkness. Um, and that the cast seems like this huge ensemble cast, but it was a lot of people that I was not familiar with. Right. Um, I noticed a few individuals who looked very familiar to me. And I'm trying to think about where you would know them from. One of the individuals is Leslie Bibb. And she was on a television show known as, uh, it was on the the WB. Uh, it was called Popular many, many years ago. But she's also appeared um, in some Will Ferrell, in, in a Will Ferrell movie, uh, Talladega Nights. The Ballad of Ricky, Bo Ricky Bobby. She was oh. his wife. Um, okay. So she's an actress who is working. She's been working a lot. Oh, you know where you would know her from? She was in Iron Man 2. If oh. you want to try to remember that, <laughs> she she played like Remembering someone. Remembering Iron Man 2 is optional. I know. I'm sorry to bring back these, these memories. But Iron Man 2. And she was like a reporter who mm -hmm. I think she had an overnight field trip with Tony Stark. Uh, oh, that is the best metaphor I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I know we're trying to not, you know, we're we're family friendly. 
Uh, yeah. We're trying not to swear. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. Um, so she she was she wasn't that. And then the other actor is Josh Duhamel. And he is someone who I could not figure out where you would know him from um, because he was in a like late 90s, early 2000 show uh, called Las Vegas on NBC. That's when I remember seeing him. He's also or was formally married to the pop star Fergie. They've mm. since got a divorce. <laughs> um, I love that that's how you remember him. <laughs> yes, this is like, how do I remember you? Um, and I think he was in one of the Transformer movies. I think. There's been so many. There's been so many. He's He's been in it. Like I said, it's no one that is a household name, but they're people who have had careers steady careers yeah that was my impression of pretty much everyone on this list is like when you click on them on imdb they have 20 plus credits to their name but it might be a movie that didn't quite get there or an episode of ncis or everybody's been on law and order or svu at some point so they've Mm -hmm. got a bunch of those credits but yeah it's a it's an interesting ensemble cast with no real big names you know to be had but at the same time the sh- the show has a really high production value was what I was getting from the trailer. And I kept thinking, like, could this be one of those things that sort of propels some of these people into a, a, a higher standing, if you will, or more of a household name? Because it, it looked really interesting. No, I was surprised at how good it really looked because I was unsure if it was going to be a parody. Right. Or not. But no, it it really looks intriguing. It looks like it's multi-generational and trying to figure out because you don't think of, okay, if superheroes have children, what happens? Are they also superheroes? Maybe they want to, you know, become um, a doctor instead. I mean, so it's, you know, it's that old saying with great power comes great responsibility. There is a, an animated show on Amazon Prime right now that sort of follows this same kind of a premise. It's called Invincible, and it's about a superhero named, I think his name was Omni-Man, and he has a son, and the son gets the same powers as him, and the son's superhero name is Invincible. And um, it is a very, very adult animated show. I mean, it's it's highly gory and adult. And... Um, I tried watching it. I couldn't really get into it. Um, I don't know if the animation factor um, kind of did me in a little bit, but it's very well, it's very well done. And Alin, you're going to have to help me because the guy who voices Omni-Man is a really well-known dude. And you're going to know him because he was in that movie with the drumming where. Oh, J.K. Simmons. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but it's, it's really high production value, but also very, very gory. So again, not family friendly, but it's got that same premise that you just said, like what happens if a superhero has a son or a daughter and is trying to then teach them to be the next generation of superhero, you know, what's the the problems that could occur there. So maybe this is sort of a theme that's coming up here, um, with Jupiter's legacy as well. And I don't know anything about it. I'm sure I could do some more research. I don't know if it's something that comes from a graphic novel or what, um, but I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And 
J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for his role in the drumming movie, also known as Whiplash. That's the one. That's the one. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to oh, lie. And see, that's something else we have to kind of give a, a, a preface about is um, we're going to be talking a little later about um, the Midnight Sky film. And it is nominated for an Oscar this year. It's actually nominated for Best Visual Effects. So we're going to try to touch on some Oscar-nominated films. But the difference between Jamie and I is I will watch any movie that's nominated for an Oscar. And Jamie will only watch movies that she wants to watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really sweet way of putting it. It, I think that other people have said if there are no ninjas, you can't keep Jamie's attention. You know, it's... it's I. Yeah. I, I think I, I've always been that type of person where I teach English and I have to teach real heavy material, you know, where we're we're doing some heavy stuff. And then when I turn around and go sit on the couch to watch TV, I'm like, hey, how about some ninjas? You know, like <laughs> I just need to turn that off for a little bit. So and then there's me who's like, oh, it's nominated for an Oscar. No one cares about my opinion, but I will rank them in my mind as to who should win. I love it. I love it. I always ask you every year, what are your Oscar picks? And you are happy to tell me. <laughs> so, and that's something. So we're going to try to talk about some um, Oscar nominated pictures. And we agreed on this because uh, I hadn't seen it and Jamie had. And, you know, for once. Gonna, yeah, I know. Normally it's like, no, I already watched that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So let's finish off our little three here with another Ooh. trailer. Well, um, wait, before we do that, I have to tell you one thing. Okay. We overlooked a huge thing about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, did we? I received some feedback from family members that we failed to mention that Pepe Le Pew has been banned from this film. Is it it a racial stereotyping thing? Like, is it? No, it it is because they've decided that his behavior is predatory. And that will not stand in this society. Interesting. So not to you minimize. Know, I, I, I kind of agree with that, but I feel like the better the better way to go would have been to just reform him like they did mm-hmm. the bunny. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they, they, they reformed the bunny. She she looks like not as revealing as she did. Right. So why it's can't true. they have Pepe? They can just call him Pepe. Right. Or change his name. I don't yeah, know, but, it's, but they could just um, have him come back and be like this nice guy who's cool. Respectful. Oh, yeah, they, I mean, Respectful, you know. <laughs> and uh, actually Saturday Night Live had a skit with Pepe Le Pew being banned from Space Jam because, um, you know, his comeuppance has arrived after all these years. Um, huh. So I thought I thought you would enjoy that that particular yeah, feedback. That's interesting. I, I think that was sort of a missed teaching opportunity, but that might be mm. just me because I'm a teacher. I don't know. That's 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 true. And also, there are no cool and cartoon characters that are skunks except Flower from Bambi. That's the only one I can oh, think that's of. That's going way back. Then, I'm going yeah. way way back. But I mean, I think if Pepe Le Pew was not in the Space Jam, no one would have noticed, and now they've made a big deal about oh, him not being in it. Yeah. Yeah, just just keep your mouth shut, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I, that was that was the other thing that I have, and I I filed that under overlooked controversies. Mm. 
Okay. All right. So now let, we can move on to our last one, our teaser trailer, I mm-hmm. guess it's called. Yes, yes. So this is for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So if you haven't seen this, there's a new teaser trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a new Ghostbusters. Are we calling this a reboot or is it a sequel? It's a, And I, I did look this up. It's supposed to be a sequel. It's... Okay. um occurring obviously the the original ghostbusters occurred in the 80s from what i gather from the full trailer the only one that has been released it looks like it's one of the original ghostbusters grandkids or someone associated with the ghostbusters because they uncover uh the ghost traps and the the uniforms at a farmhouse that they've inherited following the death of this particular person. Oh, that's this movie. Man, did that trailer come out a million years ago or what? It did. I watched it last night. It came out a year ago. Wow. It was also a victim of COVID. Yeah. And allegedly, I looked it up. It's coming out November 11th of this year. So hopefully there'll be a return to normal. But yes, it's that one. Why November? Why wouldn't they do it for Halloween? I'm not sure. And I'm not sure why I have dogs, to be quite honest, <laughs> at this point. Hey, if you need to get up and go, you know, you know, do you a know, thing. Yell, yell at them. Not so. yell, but like, you know, well, talk to them I, respectfully, I guess. I'm going to, you know what, you, you talk a little bit about the Ghostbusters afterlife. I'm going to go talk to them in a respectful manner about their decisions <laughs> and the yeah, their life choices. Yeah, they're making some poor life choices right now. So I'm just going to go counsel them. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, you talk about Paul Rudd, who recently had a birthday. So go ahead. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, so in this this teaser trailer, um, the main thing that I noticed was that Paul Rudd is in this Ghostbusters movie. And that immediately made me want to see it about a million times more. But when I went back and looked up the rest of the cast, I was shocked to find out that, you know, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, I mean, you've got all of the original, well, not all, but many of the original Ghostbusters cast back in this movie, um, which I think gives it a little bit of legitimacy uh, that it might not have had otherwise. But here's the thing. In the teaser trailer, and you can watch this, right? It's, it's, a, it's a very short thing. It has Paul Rudd in the grocery store. Now, first of all, um, Paul Rudd is, is buying Baskin-Robbins ice cream, which I immediately thought was like a Marvel throwback <laughs> to Ant-Man. Um, but at the same time, he's, he's, he's trying to buy like sweets and things and he's in the aisle and there are marshmallows in the aisle and the marshmallows start turning into little stay puff marshmallow men, you know, like little haunted marshmallow men. And it was very comical. And so, you know, and that's not necessarily off base for a Ghostbusters movie, but then there's this one scene where the little Stay Puff Marshmallow Men are making s'mores and they're sort of cannibalizing one of the other little marshmallow men between a bar of chocolate and a, a graham cracker. And they're like blowing him with a blowtorch. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. The tone of this just shifted dramatically. So um, it was a weird, weird little scene made better by Paul Rudd and the Baskin Robbins Easter egg. Um, but 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 yeah. I was I was a little bit confused. I'm not going to lie. A little bit confused by the Ghostbusters trailer. Um, and and now that Alin has reminded me that it's that same one with the kids, I'm starting to think if they're going for like a Stranger Things sort of vibe here. Um, and, and I'm back. I can oh, tell good. you that 
the kid from Stranger Things is in it. Oh, which one? Uh, we- it's not the one who keeps getting uh, kidnapped by the... <laughs> that poor kid man <laughs> yeah who's uh who has that horrible bowl cut um yeah. hey were you it, there when i was talking about the baskin robbins easter egg no i didn't hear that in the, in the ghostbusters trailer paul rudd's buying baskin robbins ice cream it's an ant-man throwback love Just it fresh man <laughs> i actually i actually was thinking when i was watching it can paul rudd's affability save this franchise I just said it saved the trailer. It it did. Yeah. Although I also said that it has legitimacy because it's got a lot of the original actors in it. Which is very, um, I'm very happy about that. I, I know, I guess we should not mention the all-females Ghostbusters reboot. Um, is on the record? Is that canon or do we know? I, as far as I know, nobody liked it. But it had Chris Hemsworth in it, and uh, he was adorable with little glasses on. So this but, new Ghostbusters movie actually has Sigourney Weaver in it too. Oh, it does. I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because I saw that the remaining original cast, because um, you know Egon died in real life. Um, Did he? Yeah. Okay. So all the the others are coming. Uh, I saw yeah. Annie Potts is going to be in it. Uh, so we just need Rick Moranis to come back, right? <laughs> he was never going to act again, though. He's like totally retired, right? I know, but he and I'm just really upset that someone punched him. Do you remember that a while ago? He, someone punched him in New York. It's like, how do you punch Rick Moranis? It's just rude. <sighs> all right, well. We've had some we've had some real life coming into our little three. Yeah, years. I I apologize. Um, you know what? Well, it's 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 my fault for keeping the windows open on a nice spring day. Oh God forbid. Exactly. So, Why would you do such a thing? Exactly. So. All right. Okay, so you want to move into the big three? Let's do it. Okay. Shall we start with um. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know. I had to look up the exact name of the show is oh, the Falcon. The only thing I don't like. <laughs> yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, it's funny. Is is I was talking about this yesterday, and um, with not you, but somebody else, and and I basically said the only thing I don't like about this show is the title. And the person I was talking to about it said, "Well, what would you do different? Like, what's the alternative?" And I said. I don't know, but not this. It's too long. It's very plain. I don't. It just feels like a bunch of people sitting around a table in a boardroom coming up with the fastest option possible so that they could all go out for margaritas. You know, like, and call I, it a day, we're done. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. All of the names for these Marvel series are horrible. They're just people's names. WandaVision. Well, you know, WandaVision, WandaVision I'm okay with because it's a pun. Yeah, and it, it, it turned you out know, to be a pun. Yeah, it's it's like WandaVision is like, I'm trying to remember like now an alternative, but like from the 50s when they would say, you know, you're oh, watching, yes. you're watching something vision. Yeah, you know presented what I mean? like, in like spectrovision or it was just something, something it was like that. Fun. And so I was okay with that because I thought it was actually kind of clever. But yeah, the rest of them are real 
real bland. And, you know, you get the same thing with, like, the the Star Wars ones, too. You know, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan. Like, <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> They're just like, how about we give it the name of the person? And it's like, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I don't have a good alternative for this. My first yeah. thought was um, the Winter Falcon, but that wasn't going to work. <laughs> I just call it, I, I call it the... Um, you know, Sam the, and Bucky. Sam, the, or I call it the Sam and Bucky show. Yeah. The Sam and Bucky variety hour. Exactly. I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like there's a better option somewhere. But anyway, the show is amazing. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the first three episodes. Um, You had a question that I want you to bring up because I have an answer. Do you remember what your <gasps> Ooh, question was? I remember. Okay. So. In talking with you, because we watch this at, at different times and then we will, um, you know, talk back and forth. I was wondering, and I believe it is in episode two, mm-hmm. they go to talk to Isaiah, who Bucky knows from his previous life, life. in the <laughs> yeah in the 40s, I'm guessing. No, <laughs> but he knows him. And Bucky, as we all know, is played by Sebastian Stan, who is smoking hot and still young. But Isaiah is played by an older gentleman who has aged. And this gentleman, this Isaiah person, he was supposedly injected with the super soldier serum like Bucky. So the question was, how is it that Bucky didn't age and Isaiah did? I have Mm -hmm. an answer. All right, let's hear it. Bucky was frozen almost constantly and he was only unfrozen when they needed him to assassinate someone that... and they actually show this in the winter soldier that the movie you know that came out they show that him being put in the pod and he's got no shirt on which is probably why i remember it very well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they would actually refreeze him in between assassinations and so he he probably has aged a little bit but only from when he was unfrozen and this is the same thing that happened to steve when steve went down in the original captain america he got frozen in the ice which is why he was also still young when they unfroze him in what was it like i don't know the early aughts I'm not really yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure thinking like the, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm just re- picturing the scene where, where he walks out into Times Square and is just yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah, um, so another another thing I wanted to point out before we get really into the nitty gritty of the episode is one of the reasons that Jamie and I are such good friends is that if, you know, you had Steve Rogers standing here and you had Bucky standing here, Jamie and I wouldn't fight. I'd go right over to Steve Rogers and she would go right over to to Bucky. We've got would, everything set. Yeah, we there wouldn't even be like oh who which one which one are you interested? In? It's like no, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. All right, cool. So, so Sebastian, if you're yeah. listening, he's not. So <laughs> I know. same thing with uh Chris. You're in Massachusetts. Yep. I'm in Massachusetts. Yep. Hey. Yep. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, okay, so a couple of things. Um, I've got some notes. I'm sure you've got some notes. Um, I wanted to bring up the fact that I want to talk about John Walker <laughs> a little oh, bit God. here. Yes. Um, you know, obviously, 
he is a entirely sort of hateable person, but also not at the same time. Um, he's not a bad guy. You know, he's got his flaws, but he's really not a bad dude. Uh, but he's not the Captain America that we know and love. And I think we are sort of being set up to hate him. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how you feel about that, Alin. I, I can see that happening because over the course of, ooh, I don't even know how many years this multi, this, uh, this Marvel Cinematic Universe has existed, but there's only been one. Yeah. One. And obviously throughout the comics, there's all these different incarnations. Right. Of Captain America. This and is not an uncommon thing for this to happen, but it's uncommon for us in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to see somebody replaced so flippantly. And I think having, obviously, Steve Rogers' best friend and also the person who he said, here is my shield. You should be the next Captain America mm -hmm. uh, starring in the show definitely lends more credibility to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that gets really emotional when Bucky seems to think that by giving up the shield, it somehow reflects poorly on both of them, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, part of what makes this show for me is just how damaged Bucky is I, I just want to hug him <laughs> I don't I feel like if you went to hug him he would cringe like yeah, he's I, not I, used to uh, normal human contact oh, he's just right. he is he's just so damaged and he's trying he's really trying to make penance for all of the horrible things that he did while he was under you know mind control and the whole relationship with um, the older Japanese gentleman. It's heartwarming, but you know that Bucky killed his son. Yeah. And, yep. you know, the, the minute that is revealed, if it is revealed at all in the show, it's going to really, I think that that man is one of the only things that helps Bucky keep his humanity. And yeah. once that's revealed, who knows? There's not going to be something that tethers him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Zemo. <laughs> uh, so can I just say that I have such a hard time watching Zemo, like, fight people and be this, like, super villain hero person because that actor, for me, just doesn't come off as, like, a, his name is Daniel Brühl, right? Daniel Brühl, yes, yes. Yeah, um, I've seen him in other things where he he was sort of very low key and um, not this. <laughs> it always looks awkward to me when he's in a fight scene. But um, here's the thing I actually wanted to say. I was mad that Bucky let him out. That ticked me off. <laughs> well, and as, as we see it, it also ticked off some people in Wakanda as well. <laughs> Although that was amazing. I, I was, oh God, I was like, yes. Let's get Wakanda in on this. Come on. <laughs> like that Let's was a, do this. The yeah. minute he turned, I was like, oh, this is going to be even because it's it's true. I mean, Zemo and, and I actually I wrote this. I put Zemo dancing in a club makes you forget he's an international terrorist terrorist who killed T'Chaka. Right. I mean, are <laughs> they trying to make him lovable? Like I 
I just I'm mad. I'm just mad every time I see him. Like I'm just mad that he's around in general. And it's just such a poor decision that's obviously gonna backfire. There's no way this is gonna end well. And why, Bucky? Poor life choices, man. And and in the in the meantime, I am enjoying his sense of fashion with his fur lined coat. Know. I know, I, mean, I know. That the is <laughs> the coat, the cars, the jet. That's um that's how he looked in the comics. And I did I, I, I read that when he put on the purple mask, that was the first time that you know, we've seen the comic book version of Zemo presented on screen. Right. And I guess the mask is in somehow relation to his father. It's I don't know if it's the same mask or if it's a it's a recreation, but his father wore a, a very similar mask. And so there's this relation to his father in the comics that way. But yeah, a lot of people were sort of geeking out, I guess, about seeing the the sort of real comic book iteration of of Zemo. I admit that they've been doing some interesting things. Also, Alin, they went to Madripoor. Do you know anything about Madripoor? I had to read about Madripoor because... This is an X-Men thing. Yes! This is where Wolverine hung out. And in fact, they actually showed the bar. So do you remember when they were in Madripoor and the, the camera panned up and it showed the princess bar? or something like the princess bar? Yeah, it was an outside that's, shot. Yes, that's the bar where Wolverine often ha- hung out in, in Madripoor. So they're doing a little bit of um, Easter egging here. And some people are wondering if they're, you know, dropping hints that they're setting up the X-Men universe or whatever it may be. But there's some definite... X-Men Easter eggy stuff happening with Madripoor. And I, and I'll say it again. I didn't read the comic books. My frame of references is is the movies. So Mm -hmm. whenever there is an episode that's on, I know I'm, you know, catching maybe 50% of what's going on and uh, looking that up. You know, hey, the, as long as you're enjoying it, we're not going to gatekeep you. No, it's it's true, and you know the at, as everyone knows, or everyone who watches these type of shows and movies knows, there was a big battle over the years between the rights of of X Men, and you know you saw that uh, the nod to X Men in WandaVision when you had uh, Evan Peters who played um, Pietro. Yeah. In the X-Men movies, pop yep. in and play the mm-hmm. same role that was played by um, Aaron Johnson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there's Look also... name t- dropping. Oh, I know. I can, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, I but- can't. <laughs> we all have we all have our superpowers that's me in the beginning of the podcast like alin help me out with the name of this famous actor in the drumming movie you know <laughs> as good as I, I got and i have a, like a bunch of useless knowledge rattling around here but you know so i'm i'm hoping that yeah. there's going to be some some crossover between the two i liked madripoor i kind of like the lawlessness of it and we're yeah. also reintroduced to someone who I'm going to say I completely forgot about in the Marvel Universe, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, yeah. I Okay, so when Sharon came on screen and the, how they were portraying her at first, I was kind of disappointed. But then I started to think about it because there's obviously a lot more going on here than what we've got in the first three episodes. And, and I'm starting to think that I'm not disappointed because at first she comes across as um, hardened, uh, bitter, you know, this kind of thing. And I get it, right? She's been presumably banned from entering the United States. Her name has not been cleared. Like, Bucky's name was cleared. Mm -hmm. Um, She's basically an enemy of the state. 
And this has made her into a almost hardened killer. You know, she's she's not the same Sharon Carter who kissed Steve in. Oh, gosh, I can't remember which movie that was. But, you know, she's definitely <laughs> come a long way. But um, then I started to think like, OK, thought number one was, is this an act? Maybe she is still working for the U.S. government and she's undercover in Madripoor because there's this real there's this scene when Bucky and Sam leave at the end of episode three and she kind of gets picked up by someone and they get in a car and she's like, we've got a big problem. And she's talking to them in a a very knowing governmental kind of way. Mm. And I was like, oh, is she still in? Like, is this all an act? Like, is she undercover in Madripoor for whatever reason? So then I thought, okay. Thought number one, she's undercover in Madripoor. She's looking into the power broker. And then my second thought was, uh oh, maybe she is the power broker. So, yeah. And now here's my logic for this. Follow me here. All right. (laughs) So we have this other group of people that's a big part of this, which is the Flag Smashers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the Flag Smashers, they do something with them that I really don't like. And the idea here is these Flag Smasher people want things to go back to the way it were it was during the blip when half of the Earth's population was gone, presumably because there were more resources to go around. People were able to get what they needed a little bit better. I don't know why the blip resonated with them so much, but essentially they liked it better during that time and they're trying to recreate whatever they had that they didn't have before the blip. So in doing this, they're essentially stealing supplies and vaccines and medicine and things and redistributing them to people who are poor and people who are not getting help. The people that um, they're stealing from is this, and I'm going to struggle here, try to remember the organization, but it's like the government organization that's trying to help the people who came back. Yeah, it's like the, I, I cannot remember what it stands for, but it's like G R U something like yeah, government yeah. what something along those lines. Right, I'd have to look that up, but it's this organization where they're basically like all these people were gone for 5 years, you know, we need to get them their social security numbers back, you know. Like, this is the <laughs> idea behind this 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 group. And I think the flag smashers are looking at it like, well, what about us? We mm-hmm. were here the whole time. You're so focused on the people who came back that you're neglecting the people who have been here all along. So they're trying to steal medicine and supplies and help these people. And that's not bad. I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, obviously stealing is wrong and stuff, but they 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 seem like they have a good idea about what they're doing and they want to genuinely help people. And it's very Robin Hood. You know, you've got this this whole thing. So I'm like, OK, this is interesting because you've got this real gray area here with these flag smashers. Are they evil? Are they not evil? We get some backstory about Carly. You know, her mother figure passed away because she couldn't get the medicine she needed from this government agency, presumably, who now has Carly's, you know, ire. So I felt that was really good. There was a lot of good tension there. And then randomly she blew a bunch of people up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where did that come from? Like that was out of left field. And like all of a sudden she's like, well, that's the only language that these people understand. But literally five seconds before that, she was talking to the people inside, explaining her logic to them, you know, like you had all that you needed. Why didn't you share? And then she blows them up. They can't spread her message, you know? So I, I was really put off by that. And I thought you made those people so 
gray area and maybe that we would genuinely like them or we would feel tension between Bucky and Sam trying to stop them and these people's mission. You know, you made it complicated and I like that. Now you just uncomplicated it and made them into villains. So if they're the villains, then here comes my logic. Maybe the power broker isn't the villain. Oh. Hence, Sherry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I could see that. I I did want to remark that during. Oh, sorry. It's I. So it's the Global Repatriation Council. It's the GRC. Okay, good. I was looking at looking that up. I just want to say that even with the blip, like banks are still horrible. Like they they were <laughs> like, oh, you don't have a, a any credit. It's like I was blipped for five years. What 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 do you want? I Everyone mean, on planet Earth was triggered by the fact that the Avengers don't get paid. Like yes, we were all triggered by that. <laughs> it and it and it's true. It's like, well, what is it like the military? Like you get food and clothing and and housing, but you don't receive any sort of payment i mean so it was just surprising and i was like of course even throughout all of this the financial industry does not care yeah um no but that's i think a I, real villain that's what i saw <laughs> when i picked this up that was like hmm, that really stuck with me yeah but no i mean i think i think that's a good theory um I mean, because we'll probably know this Friday, you know, I mean, this is going to move probably pretty quick. So um, we'll probably know so fast. But And that's what I was thinking. I'm wondering if like episode five will kind of be the episode that answers everything. Because you see that a lot with some shows that like the penultimate episode is the one where all the action happens. And the mm. very last one sets things up. Yeah, yeah. And it sets things up. And, you know, it's, it's, we all know that this is tying in to the next phase of the MCU. So, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if that's, what's going to happen. I'm definitely interested in it, but I do want to give, I want to give a a shout out first to WandaVision um, for, and, and I'm saying that because this show was technically supposed to be. Uh, before WandaVision, but COVID. Oh. Mm. So they had to postpone it. But I really enjoyed the WandaVision scene where it showed what happened when everyone came back from the blip. <gasps> I know. I yeah. was so choked up watching that. That was really cool. It was. It really, really was. And I feel like we have to kind of mention that because the, the movie – didn't deal with that. It doesn't look like this show is going to touch upon. Right. It's a kind of the the after effects of it. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, so well done. So, we actually so. watched that scene twice because we were so blown away. We we're like, back it up. We got to see that again. And, and I think it's because you didn't expect it to be in that show based right. on the trailers and the premise of everything that we're seeing. Yeah. You, you didn't expect for such a heavy moment. Right to come through that but it really did and the other thing uh shout out not that she's listening to the show amy aquino who plays dr rayner perfection she is such a hidden gem when she was mediating the the couples therapy scene between sam and bucky oh this is my lady from bosch i put yes she's your lady from bosch oh god i love her she's amazing she's also in curb your enthusiasm 
as well. She's one of those people who have just been working forever, but she is amazing yes. in this. Oh my god. And that therapy scene, I know there have been memes everywhere about the lock it in, but oh <laughs> yes. my god, it was so good. <laughs> You can really see that those two actors just have such great like chemistry and respect for each other to be able to do something like that and to do it so well and in character. Oh, what a great. It was awesome. I love it. But it it was. It was so. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I wish she would come back or be in more of the show because she was like my favorite part of Bosch, you know. And uh, yeah, she's really good. So I just, you know, because I know. Shout out. Yeah, that's I just like I really, really love her. And when I saw that she was in this, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And like the interplay that she has with with Bucky is great. And then you add Sam, Bucky, that that whole triangle, that whole scene is just that is perfection. So nice. All right. We've covered all of my notes. Have we covered all of your notes? Do you have anything else? Um, I just wanted to note how adorable Torres is. I don't know oh. if he's ever coming back. No, he will. He, he is will? a comic book character and a fairly, a fairly well-known one. He, I don't think this is the last you will see of him. Okay. He's so earnest and adorable yeah. and he wants to help. And he's out there on the ground doing things. And when he got smashed by one of the flag smashers, I think I said to the TV, not the face, not the face. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you'll see him a fair amount um, coming back in. I, I can't remember now because I ended up looking him up. I can't remember now who he was, but I remember reading that he was a comic book character and a fairly well-known one. So you'll see him. You'll probably see him again in something else. And I did. And um, talking about that, uh, Isaiah's nephew is also someone. The, the Yes. Yeah. One so of the I, young Avengers. Okay. So we're we're thinking we're getting a, a young Avengers set up here, which is gonna be like um uh the 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 girl from Ant Man, Ant Man's daughter. Oh, Ant Man's daughter. Um we're gonna get the Isaiah's was it grandson and uh Kate Bishop who replaces Hawkeye, um, and uh Kamala Khan and uh, I think I'm missing one. My husband will correct me later. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we've actually gotten we've and there's um there's like there's like uh, things online where you can look and you can see them all. They've all technically been introduced except for Kate Bishop, and that's filming right now. The Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so, that's that's also the name of the television show. It's Hawkeye. Oh God, save us. They've just, they've just. <laughs> completely given up they're they're essentially like whatever they'll whatever. watch whatever we show them yeah, yeah. you'll go uh, like <laughs> yeah we don't have to be fancy with the names come on oh, no. yeah um, so yeah young avengers um anything else the only other thing i had was where are the other avengers <laughs> i know <laughs> we thought the and same I, thing on and i'm not and i'm i like i know the the top tier guys like thor's in space um black widow rest in peace uh but i'm like where's ant-man hawkeye dr strange captain marvel and then i i wrote um when they were dealing with dr nagel when they determined that he had created the serum and perfected it upon his return from the blip i wrote too bad these guys don't know a scientist who could help them cough cough Banner, cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I understand that there's some rhyme and reason for it, but I, if this is so serious, are they really going to put a new Captain America in charge of stopping this and then, 
you know, two of the Avengers who nobody wants to hang out with anymore. I mean, I would hang out with them. Right. I mean, even just from logic's sake, you know, let's say you look at who signed the Sokovia Accords and who didn't. You got War Machine, who is mm-hmm. <laughs> controlled by the government. I mean, at the very least, you should see what is it, Don Cheadle, in yes. in all of these things, right? Because he is a government agent. I mean, granted, I know Black Widow signed. She's not going to be present. Hawkeye is basically in retirement that we know of right now. And um, I don't think Banner signed. So uh, I know Captain Marvel didn't sign. She's probably oh, in space. You know, Banner was with Thor. That's right. So we never got their, their position. Fighting on. in the arena. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think you're looking at like who signed and who didn't, and uh, yeah, I know Scott Lang didn't sign, right? Because he was with Captain America, right? Right. Um, Vision would have signed, but that's that's done. Um, right. <laughs> that ship has sailed, unless you count the White Vision. White Vision, yes. Um, so so yeah, I mean, but War Machine would be the one who would immediately come to mind. Uh, that that that's a government, that's a soldier, right? And, and who could, in theory, be dispatched on these kinds of missions along with Sam? You know, one exactly. would exactly. Yeah. Because they seem they seem to be obviously they're rogue agents, right? And or I guess along with along with John Walker, not necessarily Sam, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then the only other note I had was Wyatt Russell. Bad actor or bad casting? Not sure yet. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm the the jury's out on this guy. Um, because I feel like, like I said, I feel like we're being set up. Yes. You know, I feel like we're being set up to hate him, and um, I don't want to fall into that trap yet. So I'm kind of waiting for that one to play out a little bit more. And I I did read an article with Wyatt Russell, and I do feel bad for him because he is getting legitimate death threats from people. Oh, jeez. This is because, like Sebastian Stan. He's getting, like, everybody runs up to him on the street and starts saying the Winter Soldier oh, activation <laughs> Russian. And he's like, I can't go out anymore because everybody keeps trying to activate me. I'm like, come on, people. Can I you just like, not? Exactly. Can, can you know, can you let the guy? It's like, let's see what happens with it. I don't like him right now, but don't send death threats to him. Go get a hobby or something. Yeah, it's, you know, know. even if this doesn't work out, he's going to be okay. His mom is Goldie Hawn and his dad is Kurt Russell. This kid is fine with or without a career. So. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we'll end it on everybody. Please don't harass actors. Yes. That is all. All right. Can we uh, go to Midnight Sky? Let's go over to Midnight Sky. All right. So we'll probably have less to say about this one, if only because I really want to try and avoid, and I know we're we're pretty open with spoilers here, but I would actually like to try and avoid the final reveal of this mm-hmm. movie. And the main reason why is because when I watch the movie, this is not a, really a typical movie that I would watch. This one's a bit slow. It's a bit plotting. It's very well done. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's well acted. It's well directed. Very impressed with Clooney from both angles. But... It's just not my typical thing. And um, what made it for me, what launched it for me from being mediocre to recommendation is the end. So that that spoiler, that reveal that happens at the end of this movie tipped my scales. <laughs> and yeah. I, I would like to preserve that for other people 
who are watching this, potentially watching this movie, because that's what did it for me. So um, what were your thoughts on this this production? I mean, there's a reason it's nominated for Best Visual Effects. Oh, it's it, beautiful. Yeah, it is beautifully shot. And um, Jamie and I were also talking offline about Clooney, George Clooney being a, a director. And this is his first foray, I would say, into... Uh, you know, science fiction. Most of his other things have been sort of based in reality. Yeah. Uh, so he did a an amazing job with it. That the cast is it's so good. The little and girl is unbelievable. I know, I know who the girl is, but she was. I kept thinking she had to be related to Clooney for them to act so well together. Like that was my first thought was like, is this like his niece or something? Like, is that why she's here and that's working out so well? I don't know. I, I'm totally lying and making that up, but she was so good. And I think, I mean, she she's a obviously a child. She has minimal. Is there even, I think she doesn't say more than three words in the whole film. So everything about her performance is through not, her eyes, through her yeah. face, through it's a very, I mean, she communicates so much with the glance and she's like yeah. seven. I so <laughs> I mean, it was unreal. Like I couldn't get over this kid. Um, she's amazing. And then I did a double take because I had just watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong and Kyle Chandler, who played Mitchell and Damian Bashir, who played Sanchez were in Godzilla versus Kong. And I was like, now they're in space uh, together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it's a great, great cast. You have, um, you know, obviously you have Felicity Jones, who I will forever bow down to because she played Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, um, always. She has, and the, the greatest thing about it is she's, she's British. But she captured Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Brooklyn accent perfectly. Um, and I didn't realize this until I, I read the IMDb notes, but George Clooney wrote her pregnancy into the film. Oh, how nice. Mm -hmm. I was surprised because she went back to him when she found out she was pregnant. She's like, I can't do this movie. And he was like, why? I, I think that. Part of bringing that up, and I don't want to get too political here, but has to do with someone else who didn't handle another actress's pregnancy very well mm. and how that's been sort of all over the news. And, you know, this is like a good this is like a good way of saying, look, there are counterpoints in Hollywood. Somebody came back and said, I'm pregnant. And the person said, OK, and just made it happen. Um, and I, think and I don't think it it didn't add or subtract anything to the character. No, it just was. She, I don't she was just anything. Yeah, she was just pregnant. And it's almost um, I think it's a trope that you expect pregnant women to give birth in every film. Right. right but right, it's right. not. I mean, if you go all the way back to Fargo, where Frances McDormand, she just happened to be a cop who was pregnant. Right. And she didn't give birth. Right. I think film. we need more of that because pregnancy it, is just so normal in life. You You see people who are pregnant, you know. Granted, we don't now because nobody leaves the house, but you it's know, true. You, I'm you, sure there are people them. walking around pregnant out there. <laughs> yeah. Go you. Um, as a as a quick side note, I I'm gonna butcher this, but that little girl's name was I want to say Kaylin, but it's spelled C A O I L I N N. Oh. So, so I don't know, Kaylin, Kaylin Springall, but she's eight. 
Oof. She's yeah. one to watch. If we oh. had a list, if like we had some sort of thing, like actors to watch that yep. kid. Yep. Yeah, um, that kid for sure. And this is only the second thing she's ever done. And it's oh, the first wow. Movie. The first thing she did, actually, maybe this is a movie, Citadel, but it's not, it's not ringing any bells. No, for not me. ringing. Any, it might be an episode of something. I'm not sure, but this is only her second credit. So, I mean, she's come a long way. <laughs> well, and the the other thing I noted, um, you obviously have, and I'll butcher his name, David Oyelowo, who, uh-huh. um, yeah, he he's great. He played Doctor Martin Luther King in Selma. And I was trying to figure out where the actress who plays Mia is from. And I have an answer and you're going to like it. Which one was Mia? Mia. Can we, should we say this? Well, she oh, was is the she young- on the ship or? Yeah, she is on the ship. She is the youngest of all of the. Oh, wait, do you mean Maya? Yeah. So did I say Maya? I thought you said Mia, but it could oh, be. Oh, it could be. It could have been an autocorrect. Maya. Okay. Maya. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, she's on the ship. Let's leave it at that. She's part of yeah, the crew. I on don't... The yeah, that's fine. She, um, she was Roxy in a hunters. Oh yeah. It's like, I, like I, I did too. And I put that, we, we, uh, watched that together in a, in a pre-podcast pre-pandemic mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, and you know, you picture her and you put the uh, the, the afro on her because mm-hmm. that was very much a part of her character. But the this is a great cast. It you, really you, is. You cannot go wrong with all of these people. Yeah, it it was it was the kind of movie that I think Netflix would have released in theaters. I'm not sure that they did, but I. Are we, they're all nominated for an Oscar, so does that mean they had to? I think at some point they had to put it somewhere so it right. could play. It might have played to an empty theater, I mean. Right, right. I feel like it, if, if, if times were different and they had the chance to market this properly, this could have been fairly huge for them because it's just that good and that pro and that well done. And it would have been one of... A, you know, one of the few movies that you need to see in theaters, I think the experience would have been enhanced. I mean, can you imagine going to, um, you know, Jamie and I went to a movie theater like a, a year and a half ago together. Uh, but can you imagine it in that sort of like state of the art uh, movie theater where you have an amazing sound system? You mm-hmm. have, you know, I'm sure it could have been in 3D mm-hmm. if, if they really wanted it to. I mean, I hope um, at some point post pandemic there'll be some movies that we didn't get a chance to see on the big screen That'll put on the back. big screen yeah. yeah so i'm hoping that's one of them uh the the other thing i i wrote um i wrote that kids are george clooney's kryptonite uh because he prior to like the past 10 years he'd been this affirmed bachelor that he didn't want to have kids he didn't want to get married and you know fast forward he's married with two twins Um, But every time I see him in a movie with a kid, I think of Indiana Jones like snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And it's like, kids, why did it have to be kids? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, no, but they they work so well together. And I don't know if it was Clooney and I don't know if it was this little girl, but they really make that movie. And granted, 
the cast up on the spaceship because you've got the cast up on the spaceship and then you have the cast on the ground and the cast on the ground is really just George Clooney and this little girl. Mm -hmm. And then you have the cast up on the spaceship and the cast up on the spaceship is great. And they, they all work really well together and they get along really well. And you have a nice diversity of like viewpoints and people and, you know, all this different stuff. And it's just a beautiful little cast, but then you come back on the ground and George Clooney interacting with that little girl just steals their thunder a little bit. It, <laughs> you know it, I mean? It's 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 like there's two different movies and we didn't even we haven't even talked about there's a, also a flashback element to it. So right. there's almost like these two movies, the the space, the people on the spaceship, uh, George Clooney and the little girl, they're parallel stories. But there's also a story that's going on in the rear view that helps you understand more about a character. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's just a really well done movie. I think we would both recommend this one. Do you are you agreeing with that? I would I would recommend it. And uh, I'm saying this uh, because I'm a Red Sox fan. I love the sweet Caroline scene in space. Oh, the single the space sing along. Yeah. So yeah, it's sweet. Although that's one of those things where it's like, wow, look at how happy everyone is. Something it's true. Is about to happen. <laughs> it's true. It's a, it's when you kind of check where the counter is on the yep. the movie. Yep. You're like, oh, something's got to happen. It's been an hour yep. and twenty minutes. Um, yep. Yep. And that's where no, it really starts to go. Well, I mean, the movie starts to go downhill from second one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will I mean, say this: this is not a light-hearted, fanciful movie. This is a three tissue box movie. Like it's um, it's like both of us couldn't finish it in one sitting. Both of no. us needed to sort of take a break and come back to it the next day because it's it's heavy. Mm-hmm. So um, you gotta kind of be aware of that. But it's very good. And then I, I did make the note that the, the movie takes place in 2049. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that's 28 years from now. So technically we could live through whatever this event is that caused everything to be wiped out. Oh, and God. I don't I don't want to do that. So. No. And I, I know what the event was. Um, right. I've, I, I, do we want to talk about that or do we want to leave that one alone? I think we should leave it, leave some mystery okay. to it. Um, but it it's a very... It's a complicated movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So much that you don't, you think, oh, I'm going to watch this movie about George Clooney in space. And, and then you find out he's not in space. Oh, right. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know. Well, and then it's like, and then you find out that the, it's like a, it's a parade of horribles are really yeah. just rain yeah. down upon, upon it. Um, or like, I think I said to my husband, George Clooney thought gravity was too uplifting. And so he had to, <laughs> <laughs> to go to this movie. <laughs> it's so true i could see that yeah all right any final thoughts no that was you know definitely recommend it um best of luck to it at the oscars i hope it does win best visual effects yeah i think it deserves it yeah all right all right we're gonna move on to our last item for today which is another game um i did one last week i'm gonna do one this week this is a completely different game (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week's game is called Outriders. This was just released. um, And yes, it was released on Xbox Game Pass, but not the version that I have. Um, It was released on the console version, not the PC version. So if you've got Xbox Game Pass for a console for your actual Xbox, you can play this. If you have it for PC, that's not out yet. But Outriders is what's known as a loot shooter, um, which is where you 
shoot all the things and then loot all the things and <laughs> that's it review over no um so <laughs> it's a genre of game that is i would say fairly popular there's a fair number of these types of things and i think for good reason they're usually pretty stress relieving they sort of tick a lot of boxes of I went out and I shot a lot of bad guys or monsters. I got a cool looking shirt and now my character looks neat, you know, and that that sort of is a really great carrot um, for a lot of people and me included. I love these kinds of things. So the Outriders has a lot of um, a lot of good going on for it. Um, first of all, it's co-ops. You can play with uh, groups of three people. So two of your friends. There is no PvP. Uh, PvP is just player versus player. It's just player versus world. Um, And I actually think that that's a good choice because when you have PvP, your game has to be really balanced because, you know, otherwise people complain that this gun is too strong or this gun is too weak or whatever, right? You have to have this pristine level of balance. So if you take PvP out of a game, you can have all kinds of fun things in your game and who cares if they're not balanced as long as people are having fun. So um, you do see a little of that in Outriders where you get some cool um, spells and different things you can do that are really um, overpowered. (laughs) Um, So you get to have different types of guns? Yes. I'm a really big fan of the sniper rifle. Um, I don't know what that says about me. And I was going to say, like, in real life, Jamie and I are like, no, I don't want to touch a gun. But, like, in video games, it's like, I like the sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And the assault rifle are my other <laughs> My character that I play also has a turret that, that goes out Ooh. and shoots for me. So um, that's also lovely because it's like, servant, go out and shoot the things. Um, Another good thing about this game, there are no micro transactions are you familiar with microtransactions Alin? Uh, as opposed to as a po- I was gonna make a joke <laughs> as opposed to, to yes how did you know that <laughs> and get some econ in here um, <laughs> so microtransactions are when a game releases and then you pay say 50 or 60 dollars for the game and then you start playing and then you realize there are other things that you can buy in the game for more money this oh. is a really hotly contested issue that some of the larger game studios like to put into their games um and sometimes these are things like outfits or you know dances that your character can do or whatever but even if they're just a couple of bucks a piece this starts to add up you know Mm -hmm. um and and a lot of people's arguments i just paid 60 dollars for this game why do i have to pay for additional content why can't i just have it you know so there are no microtransactions in this game everything that is in it is yours so that's good um some of the bad things that we're seeing right now is it's very buggy it's a brand new game Mm. and what we're kind of finding is if you're going to play by yourself uh, it's a little bit better, but this game does a thing that a lot of people hate, which is it requires you to be online even if you're not playing with friends. Oh. And there's, yeah, there's no reason for that to happen. Um, the the developers will say it's to prevent cheating. You know, if you're online, they can see what you're doing. If you're modding the game, if you're doing anything cheaty, they can ban you. But what it essentially does is it forces a, it forces somebody to have an internet connection in order to play a game that doesn't technically require the internet. And uh, so if you have slow internet or you don't have access to high speed internet, you're already behind the gun, if you will. And then um, it also makes it so that you've got a lot of strain on the server side of the game. And what we're seeing is server issues, server crashes, servers, oh. you know, 
we're it, it seems like it's better if you're playing solo but um, I've been trying to play with friends and we crash constantly the game boots us all the time so if you're interested in this game my first recommendation would be when it works it's really fun but right now it's not working great so I maybe would wait a couple of weeks and see if they can iron out the stability issues um, because the servers do keep crashing but the main thing that I wanted to bring up because I can't tell if I love it or hate it. And I think you, <laughs> you're going to understand in a second <laughs> story. So I'm not really giving anything away here because everything I'm about to explain to you happens in less than an hour in the, in the game. So okay. this, is, this is how it starts. So in this game, you are part of like an arc, like a big spaceship that has left Earth because we destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And is going to this new planet that was supposed to be this Eden planet. You know, we 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 picked one. This is the one. It's got breathable air. It's got plants. It's got stuff. We can go there and start over. Get everybody on the ship. Let's go. So we've been on the ship now for I think it was like 80 some odd years or whatever. People have been in in stasis or cryo, as they call it. And you arrive at the Eden planet. Right. So they send some basically some pods down. You know, it's like a forward team to go check it out and make sure everything is okay and start to set up like medical tents and, you know, start to get things going. And then they're going to land the big ship. Right. The, The big where everybody you know, you've got like half a million people or whatever in cryo waiting to to start a new life on this Eden planet, right? So within the first like 20 minutes of the game, something goes wrong and you realize that the storms that happen on this planet are completely, I mean, they're horrible and they're deadly and they're not explainable by physics on Earth hmm. and they completely wipe out all electronics, so they're like EMP deadly storms um, and they wipe out everything that had been already landed on the planet. See, I was so going to say aliens, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically all of your hard drives, all of your knowledge, everything that you had stored in computers, all of your electrical devices, nothing works. Right. So now they've lost everything basically so um the call is don't land the big ship don't land the big ship don't land the big ship because we gotta figure this out um but of course the big ship lands now um what what essentially happens is these storms when they when they come say you get struck by the lightning of the storm most people just die instantly but a few people get changed you know sort of a superhero thing right and that's what happens character is you get you get like powers from the storm and it's very rare but you also get injured and your character gets put back into cryo because nobody can deal with your injury right now so we're just going to put you in stasis and we're going to deal with you later right so there's this cut because all all this happened in like the first half an hour right all right there's this cut and then you wake up again coming out of stasis and you walk outside and the world is trashed, <laughs> absolutely 
the slummiest slum that ever slummed dead bodies <laughs> oh no it is an it's like mad max times right when you leave. terrifying and and she's like you you find out that you were in cryo for like 31 years or something like that in that and of course it went by in a blink for you but you get up 31 years later and in literally 31 years time humans have managed to destroy this second planet so mm. thoroughly that we're all on the brink of extinction, right? And that's sort of how the game kind of starts. And I was like, at first, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> and then I was like, the reason why I don't like this is because it's true. <laughs> it, I I can absolutely see this happening. So can I. And that's why I'm sort of like, a part of me doesn't like it and a part of me does because it's so believable. <laughs> You're like, this is hitting really close to home. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's a fun game to play when the servers are um, working. <laughs> and um, I do recommend it. Uh, but yeah, that story, man, this story just, just, it was like a gut punch, you know, like, of course, of course, humanity would go to a brand new Eden planet and just absolutely massacre it in 31 years. Well, I mean, think of it. Everyone's like, oh, we'll just go to Mars. It's like, no, we're probably going to destroy Mars, too, if we ever What's get the there. Mars? There's nothing there. They don't even no, have I water. Get, I know. So they're trying to, like, find other habitable planets for us. To destroy? Yeah, exactly. To destroy, because, you know, we didn't learn our lesson here. Well... Well, on that high note, (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to what we're looking forward to. Do you want to start with the looking forwards? Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to I know it's not going to be good, so I don't want to, you know, pretend like this is going to be the best movie ever. But I'm really looking forward to Thunder Force, which is uh, premiering on Netflix on uh, April 9th. And And it's going to it's uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Uh, are friends who I can already picture this. Yes, they they're they're friends who accidentally kind of on purpose take some superhero serum okay. and they become superheroes together. And there are villains and the villains are played by Jason Bateman and Bobby Cannavale. Like this is okay. just something where it's just going to be ridiculousness. Yeah. Um and you know, Melissa McCarthy looks to be playing the same character she's always played, but I like that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be sort of like a reverent fun and it, it hits Netflix. It hits on Netflix. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Okay. And you had a book, I think. I had a book um, and I've read all of her other books. She's Her name is Jenny Lawson and the new book is called Broken in the Best Way Possible. And she is someone who writes, uh, she actually started uh, from a blog. So she writes about all of the most embarrassing things that she's ever done in her life. She's very quirky to the point of making me look like my quirkiness is nothing, like it's minimal. Uh, But she's very quirky. She's very smart. She's kind of a social misfit. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jamie, I feel like you would get along with her for uh, two reasons. She has two cats. I was going to say, does she like cats? <laughs> she likes cats. Uh, one of her cats' name is Hunter S. Tomcat. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's like when I wanted to get a cat and name it Cleocatra. See? Her <laughs> And her second cat is named Ferris Mueller. Oh, man. So 
you would and I, he would go right along with Julia sees per see <laughs> see it's like you guys could be friends and yeah. I mean the other thing is you'd probably recognize her books um you know because she had the uh it was a taxidermied raccoon on the cover it was called furiously happy and the raccoon had its hands up and was smiling um that was a real thing oh. she she got a raccoon taxidermied and oh. her hu- her husband was like why are you doing this and she's like i promise i'm going to use this and she just started putting she named the raccoon rory okay. and started like when her husband was on zoom calls pre-pandemic would like have rory enter or like you would open a closet door and rory the raccoon would be there wow um, that's amazing so, yeah so i mean it's just awesome it's an it's an easy read and she hasn't written something in a couple of years so i'm looking forward to it it's normally a book of essays so those are those are my two things i'm looking forward to what about you jamie so the one that I have to round out our three is it's a game that's coming to Game Pass um, mm. that's called Rain on Your Parade. Oh, I like that name. <laughs> You're going to love this. You actually play as a cloud. Oh. And your whole goal of the game is to like rain on people's weddings and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Right? That is so cool. So I have no idea like what the whole point of this game is really beyond the fact that you get to play as a cloud and rain on people. But that's enough for me. I am so yeah. in right now. That's so. what, like, does it matter if there's a larger like no. <laughs> point of it all? Nope. I want to rain on people. Yep. That is so, awesome. Yeah. So I'll probably have a review of that. I got to wait for it to come out on Game Pass and then I got to play a little bit of it. But I am definitely looking forward to raining on people. Yes. So <laughs> I fully support this. Yes. So I think that's it for us this week, right? Um, yeah, that's, so, all, that's it. Uh, to wrap it up, I would just like to say that we are now available on Spotify um, Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, and we have a Twitter, Instagram, and a Facebook. Is that correct? That is that is correct. And um, I don't know anything about social media. How do we how do we get people to come to our social media? Do we have um, like what's I'll our have Twitter to, feed thing? I will have to. Uh, there there are different things for each one. Oh. I'm gonna have to post it in the show notes. Okay. Um, just because sometimes it's three spelled three sometimes it's the number three um i see yeah yeah availability exactly so some of them i mean it's all three speech but it might be three speech podcast okay um but i can put that in the show notes um for us you can put in three speech yeah and you know what you could do is you could look for my stupid doodles yes they're not (laughs) stupid and every week every week we're gonna get a new doodle Oh, to yeah. talk last week we had tina bear yeah spoiler this alert week, they're all gonna be bears yes why wouldn't they be <laughs> um and awesome. this week's this week's is bucky bear yep. so bucky bear. and he's staring because he is who yeah. yeah because like is it is it not a bad thing that he stares um so yeah that you can look for us it's always gonna have the 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 blue doodle um but i will put that in the show notes where you can follow us and please like and subscribe and rate us Five stars? Hmm? Sure. Maybe. <laughs> I gave us five stars. There's no rule against it. <laughs> Be kind. We're not industry professionals. No, we're just having fun with this, and we hope you are too. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back in uh, hopefully a week or two, and yes. uh, 
Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and we will see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>